But um, my money but, don't um, jiggle, but, um, jiggle, 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 a waddle, 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 jiggle, 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 a waddle, waddle, waddle. A jiggle, now he's not running around back because last time we had fun of his tits. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. Why would you record? Because <laughs> it's fat people are funny. How slow can you walk? <laughs> I just turned around. I saw the red fucking How hard was on. It I was to like, clench your chest for those three steps. So that nothing I'm moves. out of breath. I. I trying to wheeze my way back into this right now wheeze. dude you look like the marshmallow man walking down Fuck Times you. Square. wheeze my way <laughs> right you got to take the welch approach just straight black man you, you know doesn't accentuate oh, yeah. the curves just looks like a canvas well i had black shorts on for graduation tonight so i didn't want to do a black what, shirt what are you talking about graduation lena lena graduated preschool we had graduation you'll see you'll see you'll see richard you know where my $252 a week went? To a 45-minute graduation. Okay. Uh, what do you say we start the show? Uh, the Simple Minds oh, Sports Show. God. Got a lot to get to today. Uh, tonight, uh, we have many subjects. Uh, a lot going on. Obviously, we're going to kick off with uh, the NBA Finals. I'll get in some Patriots, some Red Sox, some Bruins even. Um, and some Simplest Minds of the Week. But let's do some opening takes if we could. Raymond, why don't you kick us off? Um, Tits McGee. Son of a bitch. Game threes tonight. Uh, a lot of the narrative has been on Lord uh, ass. Draymond Green and the referees. But no, the Celtics <laughs> have been playing fucking sloppy basketball. Stand by me when uh, he was eating the pie eating contest. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, we, yeah, we got it. Yeah. Everyone got All it. Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, they just gotta stop playing sloppy basketball. I hope the spotlight is not too bright. For the rest of the team, it seems like the Jays are taking initiative, but the rest of the team needs to pick it up. So, yeah, I hope it's a bounce-back game tonight for game three because, obviously, we're recording Wednesday night before the game. So, go Seas. I expect it to be. This has been their MO all playoffs. They haven't lost two games in a row all playoffs. Um, for whatever reason, they just they just can't put it all together two games in a row. So, I expect that to be the case. I'll give you my opening take. It's a football-related. It's Patriots-related. Are you going to let me go last, huh? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Uh, the, the Patriot, I just expected. I'm going to have to stop you. So uh, the Patriots have day. not named their OC, but uh, is it expected to be a uh, one Matt Patricia? And well, let me be bottom, the first bottom. to say in a sea of naysayers and negativity. Looks like a skinnier Ray. <laughs> I'll let that one settle. Skinny Ray, I don't think will be from now on. Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia is Skinny Ray. <laughs> Ray, make the T-shirts. Got it. Uh, uh, let me be the first to say I don't think it's going to be the abstract failure that it is being pointed out to be, and I have some uh, uh, reasons why that I will get to in uh, on the show. But uh, there are reasons to be uh, a little bit optimistic or less. Uh, pessimistic about Matt Patricia being the one calling the plays for the offense. Uh, so don't get uh, don't get those uh, panties in a bunch for Skinny Ray on the sidelines there with his Damn fucking Damn cheesecake sheet again uh, uh, this year for the Patriots. Way <laughs> to go, Bill. That's, never fantastic. Be <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Damn it, Bill. <laughs> I, I, you know, the only the only bad part about this is I probably <laughs> ruined your take because now we've lightened the mood and you have to take it dark. No, I he can, get, he can go, get dark real quick. Well, just look behind Ray's uh, left shoulder oh, and then yeah. go. 
Ray Bork. Uh, February 7th, 2017, Claude Julian was fired from the Boston Bruins. Do you guys know what happened that day? Here, I'll remind you. The New England Patriots selling celebrating a 28 to 3 victory over a 28 to 3 comeback victory over the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl parade. They fired Claude Julian in the middle of that. Let's fast forward a little bit. And now June 6, 2022, what happens? Bruce Cassidy gets fired from the Boston Bruins in the middle of the NBA champ finals that our Boston Bruins are currently in right now. It's just so typical Bruins to start fucking. Celtics. What did I say? Bruins, whatever Celtics. I'm sorry. Celtics. It's just so typical of them to hide you. If you were going to fire and move, Jesus, I can't with fucking, what did you just say? <laughs> I just, I caught your Dick mountain comment on the text <laughs> chain and, uh, <laughs> Just caught me off guard. Sorry. We're really ruining the... F we're really ruining the, uh, the, the hate for the Bruins. I had to hide my face when you said that. I said it specifically to make me laugh. And it worked. Uh, you, you want to finish this? You want me to sum it up and we can get back to no, it? No, I, I do want to finish this. Okay. It just It's just typical Bruins. That I don't hate the move to fire Bruce Cassidy. The timing was a day or two after you lost to Carolina. That was the time to do it. It's just so typical of them to hide hide the major breaking news while another team is celebrating either A, a championship, or B, being in a championship. This team is completely and utterly dead to me. It's a shame that Don Sweeney and Cam Neely continue to have a jobs, that cunt liquor, Jeremy Jacobs, and everyone from the top to the bottom need to be fucking fired, period. Every single fucking one of them. I'm out on the Bruins. I quit. I'm finding a new team. I hope everyone on that listens and you two on this on the show, follow me in my journey to a new hockey team this year. I'll figure out a way to pick one unbiasedly, and that's it. I'm picking a new team. I am done. I am done until the Jacobs family no longer owns the Bruins. I'm tired of this bullshit. I am fucking completely and utterly tired. It's I'm done. I'm done. I'm out on the Bruins. Uh, I have a, I have a new bold, segment. Bold speak from uh, uh, Billy Bruins. What? Come to the NHL season, we put uh, 31 teams in a hat of the NHL, and we pick one out, and that's Bill's team that he has to follow from now on. Well, that was real fucking eloquent. Yeah, right? that was. That was How'd you come easy. up with that one? You, you take all week to to come up with that idea. It was uh, on the toilet today at work. I came. Let's start. Way to go. Show. This is ridiculous. yeah. Let's this just do. Let's just, this is the way to ruin line. the good first twelve minutes. Sports of the show, show uh, Friday rewind. Calendar says May. This is not right. It's June third, tenth. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. June tenth, Monday. No, it's June 10th. 10th. It's a Friday. June, it's Friday, June 10th. Just the following right. week's my birthday, and the following week's your birthday. Nobody cares. I got you, baby. If you're watching on YouTube, we apologize. If you're listening on the uh, podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or uh, uh, iTunes, uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, hit that subscribe button, hit that uh, follow button, hit that share button, tell your friends uh, to get the hard-hitting New England sports action and just some of the dumbest shit you'll ever hear, but will make you laugh <laughs> from uh, all three of us, but specifically the bottom of the totem pole of dumb, middle and top. Uh, we are together. We are the totem pole of dumb and we are the simple mind sports show brought to you by white birch brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashua, New Hampshire. Ray address, please. Or 60 Amherst street. Time traveling today, baby. No, I'm doing the golden lager today. Ah. I am. Ah!
That was beautiful. Mm, that was an eagle Ta-ta! in the can. An eagle yeah. in the can. I was I was channeling uh what are they what's on always sunny in Philadelphia when they dress in the bird costumes? Bird oh, men. birds of prey. Birds of prey. Birds of prey when they were the wrestlers. Yeah, I was thinking of less uh birds costumes. <laughs> and then uh Roddy Roddy Piper was the trap. What would you play the uh, fuck the wrestler? And, yeah, uh, yeah, Frank yeah. was the trash man. Yeah, he ate trash. <laughs> Let's wrestle for the troops. <laughs> His boyfriend had jorts on it. He was in a wheelchair before that. It was just fucking hilarious. I love it. I love that show. Ray, anyone yeah, that does Ray, like you're it, an idiot. anyone, anyone that is like uh, looking for a laugh like that, head on down to White Birch Brewing. Uh, if you can't get there for their flight or pints or the uh, Dr. Vittle's flight of pints, then I get your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell me Simple Minds Boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Uh, all right, gentlemen, we got to start with the NBA Finals. Of course, the Celtics, uh, as we record this, are about 45 minutes from tip-off in Game 3. We'll do a Game 3 reaction um, uh, after this segment. Uh, but just quickly, let's run over Games 1 and 2. Game 1, uh, you had a Celtics win, 120-108. to 108. You had a fourth-quarter domination by the Celtics, 40-16. to 16. They overcome a 15-point deficit. Jalen Brown sparked that comeback with 10 points and 5 assists in the fourth quarter. Al Horford was 6 of 8 from three-point land, 26 points overall. Derek White was putting down fucking money three-pointers at the end of the shot clock with Steph Curry in his grill. Uh, Tatum, of course, struggled 3 of 17, but 13 assists, career high. Here are the two uh, points that from that game one, and we'll move quickly through here through these first two games. But to start that fourth quarter, you were down 12. It was Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard. And they played that. Did you spill beer? Yeah, you did, you fucking idiot. Look at him wiping out. <laughs> go, go! Leave Matt Patricia alone, baby. <laughs> Fat Patricia over Fat here. Patricia. <laughs> uh, that starting five, that, that that lineup for the Celtics played a majority of the fourth quarter, got them um, whatever their lead was, 18 points or whatever. Marcus Smart didn't come back into that game until uh, two Four minutes left, right? I six or something. He ended up playing three minutes in the fourth quarter. Peyton Pritchard played eight. Derek White played 11. And the other guys basically played the whole thing until the starters came out. Um, but props to Ime for, for running, for rolling with that lineup. Um, it, it sparked, obviously, an offensive movement, but also defensively, they were, they were killing it. Peyton Pritchard on, on Steph Curry in the fourth quarter was like white on rice on that. Uh, Derek White was getting his hands in place. Like, it, it was just, I, I, it was a lot of props to Ime Adoka. And, um, it, and if you look at the chart, I, game two is, is, is not as decisive because they all sat the last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. But Marcus Smart's minutes kind of going down. Yeah, that's the trend that's going wrong right now is that Marcus Smart is not getting the playing time down the stretch that he was. Your old the- joke? Never mind. Oh, my erection. <laughs> I got you. I picked it up, Bill. <laughs> no, but I think this offense runs better with Derek White in the lineup, to be honest with you, and Marcus Smart on the bench. I think Marcus, I, I think the offense might. You know, if you have a. If you have a Jalen Brown cooking like he was cooking in the fourth quarter of that game, could Marcus Smart have stalled that? Yes. You know why I say that? Because as soon as he got in, they went to the same shit they do at the end of every other game that almost lost them the Eastern Conference Finals. It's Jason Tatum bringing the ball up, pick and roll with Marcus Smart, see if you can get a matchup with the point guard, and Jason Tatum go to work. And if you can't, then it gets back to Marcus Smart, who has to take a shot. Yeah. We know that offense doesn't really work unless – Marcus Smart's having a good shooting night, which is once every month. 
So yeah, Derek White in there getting Jalen Brown the ball and get the fuck out of the way. I would take that. Life. I'll take that. I just thought it was it was it was good of Ime to not bow to uh, uh, to the heart and soul of the Celtics and Marcus Smart and, and get him back in there on a regular minute. <laughs> I haven't paid attention. To what do you guys? Is this is this how the whole thing's gonna go? No, he just, he just derails everything. <laughs> he didn't derail me. I just walk. De- I just talk right through a stupid yeah, dumbass. Talk through it. Yeah, I don't pay attention to anything you guys fucking. No, say. but you gotta give I made credit because those guys are the ones that brought it in. I mean, uh, do you think Brad Stevens would do that? Do you think Brad Stevens would trust the young guys to go out there or the bench? We'll coach or- Utah. <laughs> coach the uh, let them go out there and uh, win them the game. No. He would have his starters in because he's a star fucker like me, and he wouldn't trust Peyton Pritchard or Derek White to come out and perform like they did. So hats Maybe. off. Maybe I don't know if that's. I mean, Brad Stevens played fifteen fifteen man fucking rotation through his playoffs. So I don't. I don't know. I, I, it's that's a hard true. Question that's the point. Yeah. Um, it was just obviously it was a key to the game. The other uh, point of this game it carries into uh, game number two. Nice segue by me, Jason Tatum. Three for 17 in that first game, 13 assists, obviously was a very willing passer, overwilling, if you ask me, uh, in the first three quarters of that game. Specifically, there were a couple times where he had Steph Curry either on the post or close to it on the wing and just kept kicking the ball out. Like, he did that game two as well. Yeah, you're seven inches taller than these guys. I think in game two, he started, he took a couple shots over Jordan Poole and, and missed him, but. Like just no, but rise he was up and he was shoot the, the fucking ball. He was getting the matchup with Curry, and he dishes it off. He doesn't want to take him one on one. I don't know why, because Curry's not that good of a defender. He doesn't even have to take him one on one, Ray. He just has to shoot it. Shoot, yeah, he shoot the ball. Literally, just has to jump, jump. and shoot. That's yeah. anywhere on the court. That's all you have to do against those guys if you're Jason Tatum, and he just like has to recognize that. Yeah. And it seems like he's finding his way. Um, and unfortunately, in game number two, they, nobody found their way quick enough, specifically in the third quarter. Celtics lose that one, 88 to 107. Uh, headline out of this one, and we can talk about this. Ray, you wrote a blog on civilmindsports.com. Mm-hmm. Draymond Green is the lead story of game number two because of the antics that he pulled. I don't know how much effect he had on the final outcome of the game. Certainly, he was a factor. I don't know if he was the factor. But Jesus, did he stand out as a douchebag in that game? He's From a Brad, Boston he's fan's Brad perspective, Marchand. go ahead. He's Brad Marshawn. That's what he is. Like, he's our Brad Marshawn. I mean, good. You know, special treatment, that that kind of annoys me a little bit. I mean, I think he should have been teed up maybe three times probably in that game. But, I mean, it is what it is. I, I'm not hating on Draymond Green. He's a cunt. But at the same time, you know, let it go. I, I like that old school basketball thing that he, he kind of has. And, I don't know. He doesn't annoy me as much as a, as a Boston fan as you. I don't know. I like that cockiness. And, you know, I'm, I'm in on Draymond Green. He should have fouled out in the first quarter because, A, he had like six moving screens. Uh, every time he gets down low, he tries to kick someone in the dick. I don't know if you've noticed that when he's bo- posting up someone, he has to throw his leg back. Uh, I don't just, it, it, it's, it's just like terrible basketball. Like, yeah, I get it. You want to let the guys play, but when you're pl- doing movie screens or you're actually like doing a football move to like get guys open, it's, it's just bullshit. It ruins the game. I mean, everyone sees it. And then it's like, everyone's watching wrestling because you're just letting this go on and it's like the fix is in in a van down by the river. <laughs> the only problem I have with it. And the only way I uh, think I'd push back with you and Bill is I don't, I don't mind it. If you want to get, if you want to do that and get in guys' kitchens and, and, you know, if that's your game, fine. But the problem I had was the refs didn't let it reciprocate to the other side. 
there was not enough. The refs did not let, let the Celtics play as physical as they let the Warriors play. And I don't think we're a show or I don't think we're ones that, that blame the refs and a lot of things, you know, generally we're bitching at Tatum and the players. Well, right. Into Ray. And he just I don't know green. where he is on your screen, but he's, I'm on down, the bottom. On he's down on mine. I'm on the bottom. I'm on the bottom. Well, the recording has him um, always on the, the bottom right of me to the left. I don't know. Uh, that's too much to handle for my brain right now. <laughs> The, the refs played a part in that game and they played a significant part as they always do in the NBA, which is, I think people need to get this. The, the, the refs can't lose you the game. They can in the NBA. You talk about it all the time. We talk about Scott Foster right now, how they're going to help the Celtics win the game. So certainly the refs can help you lose the game. And they did in game two for the Celtics. You had Jalen Brown certainly got him out of his game, literally out of the game on a, a phantom call. But I'm not just talking about specific he, calls. He blew, he blew the, on him. The vibe of that whole game was Draymond Green is going to be an asshole to everybody and get away with it. And if the Celtics try to do the same thing back, whistle. You're in the bonus. And that clearly played an effect. You were tied at halftime. The Warriors came out and owned you in the third quarter, specifically Steph Curry. And that's really why you lost. Mm-hmm. But let's not pretend the refs didn't have something to do with it. And the way that they officiated that game didn't have something to do with it. Oh, every, oh, time I mean, that Tatum yeah. drew, every time everyone drove to the basket, they would get stripped, but it would be a foul and nothing was called for the Celtics. I mean, at a point that's going to get into your head and just be like, you know what? Nothing's going our way tonight. And you just give up mentally. Well, you do. You bench your starters in the fourth quarter with what? Yeah, nine, they did. Ten minutes left in the game. But I'll say the, the funniest thing that came out of this game was when uh, Grant Williams was at the line and Draymond was like, you want to be me? You can't be me. I like that shit hysterically made me laugh. I, just, I like that stuff. Oh, I said, it in my, I said in my blog, if Draymond Green wore Celtics green, I'd be a huge fan of his, but he's on the opposite can't team. Be me. He's a fucking I don't know fan. if I'd like him, and I think I'm pretty consistent with this. I was not a fan of the Kyrie. I was not a fan of trying to go get um, um, Anthony Davis. I was not a fan. I'm just not a f- Marcus Smart. We've railed on Marcus Smart for his bullshit antics over the years. Draymond Green, like you said, Ray, the shit that he was doing, yeah, sure. If we're a fan, like you defend it because you defend it, but I would like, come on, man. Like, just don't be a cunt. You're just being a fucking cunt. Like, this mm, is no, I ridiculous. love it. I love the cuntiness. So, I liked, I liked uh, when he got, uh, it was before the part you're talking about, Bill, and Draymond was on the line before that and got a bullshit call. He ran into somebody and got, got on the line, and Grant Williams was on the bench. And Draymond shot and missed it. And Grant Williams like went, oh, my God, like faking that he was surprised that he missed it. Like, oh, my God, how did Draymond miss a free throw? (laughs) And then Draymond hit the second one. And he just looked over. He goes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is entertaining, but I do fucking hate him. And I do. Portnoy put out that video uh, like midway through the fourth quarter of that game too. I hate the Warriors. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I I just feel like that's I fucking hate the Warriors now. Jordan Poole and your 17 points in that third quarter and you cocky little behavior and whining at the officials. The Celtics get shit for whining at the officials and they should, but between Kyle Lowry last series, the Jordan Pools, the Draymond Greens this series, Everybody is bitching at the officials, but the Warriors are so cocky. They're so fucking cocky. I hate them now. Is I Jordan Poole the one that looks like uh, Will Chamberlain? No, I don't think so. He's smaller. Do you mean a, like a face? face? Look at his face. There's someone on the Warriors that if you put Will know. Chamberlain and, and him together, I mean, Will Chamberlain slept. He, he slayed 
20,000 <laughs> pieces of 20,000 pieces of, of slits. <laughs> it's an old school word for vagina, right? Jesus. He is 52, right? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> You've never heard the word slit? That was like Wilt Chamberlain? No, is there another guy? Uh, Portis? Is Portis know. on the... Otto Portis. Yeah. Otto Portis might be that, but we're we're dipping into racist territory. Porter. Um, Otto Porter. Look at it. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, he think, does. I think he you're does. right. He, he does have a Wilt Chamberlain kind of face to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's one, yeah. Uh, he was probably all well. Uh, his, his unsurprisingly, I have completely slit. lost my train of thought. Uh, adjustments, adjustments. The only guy I don't hate on the Warriors still is Steph. I think Steph. No, uh, fuck is that. He's awesome. the most insufferable douchebag on there. Clay, I love, I love Clay Thompson. I like Clay Thompson. Clay hasn't done shit to like get on my nerves or be anything. Steph Curry gives you the With wiggle, that fucking mouthpiece in your goddamn mouth. Dude, when he hits a fadeaway three on the sideline off a pick with a guy in his face for this fourth fucking bucket in a row, and he's got 30 points and beating you by 25, and he just gives you a shrug, okay, I can eat that. I'll take that. No problem. Greatest shooter of all time. Greatest I get shooter it. of all time. You have to respect He doesn't it. bitch at the refs. He doesn't, like, I, I'm good with Steph. Steph's cool. Everyone else on that team could fuck off, except for Clay. If he starts getting be an asshole, uh, check in with me. But I like Clay off off the court too. He's got a, he takes the boat to the game. He's he bangs very like models. Very like say that that girl. He, he's kick, he, he kicks some supermodel to the curb because he thought uh, she was with him just for clout or something. He's like, yep. nah. Yeah, and he put her all over social media. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we like Clay. Clay. We like Steph. Everyone else can. I don't uh, like Steph. I don't like right. Steph. Fine. Well, Ray doesn't. Uh, skinny two, Patricia two against, doesn't like two Steph. <laughs> no, fat Patricia. Skinny yeah, Patricia. Patricia. Yeah. Fat Patricia doesn't like Steph. Uh, Skinny Ray is still studying the offensive playbook, hoping <laughs> Mac Jones is good. Um, okay, let's do let's do some adjustments. Steve Kerr uh, puts Dray- killing minicamp. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing mini about Skinny Ray. Uh, Steve Kerr on <laughs> Green on to Jalen Brown. That was an adjustment uh, we just talked about. Clay is not Clay. Dude is not shooting, doesn't have the uh, horizontal speed that he once had. Is He's a liability there. Uh, Al Horford really pissed me off in game two. He had zero Curry shots down in low. the first half. Two points. Could just rise up and shoot over Steph Curry. I don't, I don't understand. Daniel Tice should absolutely not play in this series. I don't Agreed. give a fuck if Robert Williams is on no legs. Grant Williams needs to be the guy and the only guy coming in to play that position, and he needs to step up defensively. Um, and, get, and just get more minutes. If I'm, I, if I'm gonna criticize Udoka, give Grant Williams more minutes. Get t- Daniel Tice off the fucking court. He's outmatched. He doesn't belong there. Well, I mean, he's depth, right? Do you, I mean that you don't have another front court piece, really? I mean, you, it's the finals. I don't give a shit. No, Al I think Horford, it was the foul 40 trouble. minutes. Grant Williams, was, forty minutes. It was the foul if, troubles. Robert okay, Williams, fine, I'll give you forty minutes. But if Robert, play. if Robert, if if Robert Williams really can't play, and you need Daniel Tice. He's starting. He can play enough for Daniel Tice not to be in this game, not to be in this series. He just shouldn't just, be in this series. I think it's just foul trouble. I don't think you'll see him tonight. In addition to that, the Warriors are throwing right, Steph Curry, Clay this, Thompson, Jordan off. Poole, Draymond Green, and Wiggins out there. That's the smallest lineup I've ever seen. You don't need Daniel Tice. You don't even need Rob Williams. Grant Williams needs to be the guy. My guy, Jack Simone's guy, Grant Williams. Remember his fucking name. He needs Who to step up in Jack this Jack Simone? Oh God, God Bill! Damn it! Cut that! Bill. Cut that! Cut that! Cut yeah, cut that! Cut that! <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay, uh, we're gonna do a quick break. Uh, when we come back, oh, we'll do a. Okay. Uh... 
Ray, don't succumb to his fucking. He's either pretending not to remember to be an asshole, or he really doesn't remember, he's, and he is an asshole. He's fifty-two and drunk. Leave him alone. Yeah, 52. you could go fifty-fifty on that one. <laughs> Quick break. We'll be back to talk about the game three reaction for the Celtics. Ray, uh, this is our instant reaction to the Celtics Game 3 win over the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, 116-100. to 100. Completely off the cups segment here uh, for Can the show. Can I ask show. you a question? Can I ask you a question? Sure, fine, fine. What, why the fuck are we in Boston playing a game at 9 o'clock at night? It's very aggravating. <laughs> so fucking aggravating. I'm so tired right now. I, uh, so tired. As I just mentioned, I'm on a little bit of an unintentional bender. <laughs> And obviously was uh, draining some beers the, uh, last mm. night. By halftime, I was feeling good. Then that third quarter happened again. And mm, uh, you get angry. The Warriors got a seven-point fucking possession. And I doubled my intake. So by the time I actually landed in the bed, it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, falling asleep on the couch like a true drunk. Was woken up by some uh, horrific thunder. Anyway, um <laughs> Yeah, the nine o'clock start really is stupid, um, especially for these pussy, pussy warriors and their pussy, pussy whoa, whoa, fans. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, easy on the language. Sorry. Easy. You might offend um, some uh, uppities over there in California that have never heard such language like this. Think of the children. Think, think of the children, Clay the Thompson. Children. <laughs> this truly is off the cups. Let me just give you a box score and we, you know, give me your, I have a couple key takeaways that I want to touch on and then we can go from there. Um, your box score looked like this. Uh, you had uh, Jalen uh, Brown leading the way with 27 points, filled up the stat sheet, nine rebounds, five assists, right behind him. Let, me stop, you, let me stop you there, Jalen Brown. He, he, he will be the MVP if we win this fucking, uh, if we win it all. Right now, he's the best, he, through these first three games, he's the best Celtic uh, mm-hmm. on the court, for I sure. Uh, however, I think Jason Tatum had a, Jason Tatum had a uh, better game in game three, 26 points, nine assists, six rebounds. Um, Horford there with 11. Uh, Marcus Smart with 24 points, seven rebounds, and five assists. I think this stat, first time. 24 or three players in the starting lineup had 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists since 1982 finals. There you go. Um, So, obviously, that's pretty good. I feel like. Obviously, Marcus Smart is working a lot harder to be part of this big three than uh, Jalen and he Jason. If that fucking guy drives down to the baseline, jumps and throws it to the middle of the court with nobody, a sea of warriors, one more time, I'm stripping him of his defensive player of the year uh, award because his offensive woes are just too much to handle. It reminds um, me of a uh, super bad. You know how, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are probably like really good friends. And here comes Marcus Smart, McLovin, the fucking dork of the party, just <laughs> trying to fit in with everyone. He just, he's the odd man out, you know, just hey, really. He's, he's the heart and soul of the Celtics. He's the yeah, longest okay. tenured Celtic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just, look, I don't know. Obviously they won and they won in convincing fashion. And uh, he had, by all accounts, a good game. But offensively, I watch him, and he's clearing the paint out for himself on multiple occasions. He's mm-hmm. dribble driving. He's always seemingly got the ball at the end of the shot clock with Jalen Brown just sitting in the goddamn corner. Open. I was screaming at the TV last night. Again, 
to get him out of the action in the in, towards the end of the game. But nevertheless, they won, so we don't have to harp on that today. Uh, I'll give you some more numbers here. Grant Williams, uh, I thought with an effective, impactful 10 points when they needed it. Some massive offensive rebounds, um, some good defense. Uh, the the one scuffle we did have with that uh, loudmouth hack, Draymond, uh, was a Grant Williams getting in his face a little bit. Uh, he was doing his job. And Robert Williams, I think uh, we should lead this, uh, you know, continue with the key points of this game. Robert Williams, eight points, 10 rebounds. But How many I, think blocks it was, I think he ended up with two or three blocks officially. But that dude was a skyscraper. Uh, obviously, you could see it. You could feel it. He had more lift than in the first two games of this series, probably even the last two games of the Miami series. He just looked a little bit refreshed, um, looked like uh, close to him old, his old self. And when he is, that already spectacular defense is really, really tough to beat, really yeah. tough to beat. Especially when you got small guys like Steph Curry driving the lane and thinking he can uh, float it right over him. No, no, no. Robert Williams was blocked that shit all day. It all was day. good. It was good to see, though. I mean, you're getting three days rest. It's not like that Miami series where it was like every other day. So they are getting more rest. So that's a plus for us. That's a favor for us. Although we do play Friday night now tonight. So, yeah, and if it's it was definitely the rest. But also, you know, you're at home. You got your own trainers. You're in your own bed. You're comfortable. Yeah. Your, um, own, your own Tinder whore army. There you go. Uh, so I think, you you know, that you talk about home court advantage. Um, that was certainly it more so than the officials. I'll say, even though we did get a, uh, a predictable Draymond green um, foul out situation, the first time in the final sense, whatever, a very long time ago, maybe ever that anybody, I think ever that anybody with 34 minutes played has fouled out of the game with uh, two points or less. <laughs> just a i would think like dennis robin would be the, like the only other example i could think of because he could never score yeah but he was uh, a better defender than draymond green oh and absolutely i don't know how many times he's he's fouled out we can go back and look at that but um just saw this coming and it wasn't i don't think it was an egregious display of uh making up for game two in what draymond green was able to get get away with draymond green fouls draymond green sucks he sucks. He's just not that good of a player anymore. I don't know how good of a player he was at the begin with. He's just not very good. And defensively, unless he's allowed to grab you and push you or rake you around the neck like he tried to do to Tatum and not get called for it last night at the free throw. Uh, this little fucking hack is just a loud mouth with no game. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Saw it in the game three. Yeah, that's all it is. He's just... Uh... But the home crowd was all over him. You know, I think they got to him. I, he wasn't as was that to... was that uh, was that talked about at all? What's that? The uh, the, the crowd, no. the crowd, and the dream. No, I don't chance. think so. I don't, I don't know if anyone's talked about that. Has anybody uh, touched on that? Has anyone asked Steve Kerr about that? No, or Clay Thompson. No. I don't think. No, I don't think either one of. Where's them all this classy, classy? Can we touch on that real quick? Again, how soft. So you started this morning off with, I thought, uh, a very bot pod uh, comment that the Celt the Warriors are now mentally checked out. Series is over. Uh, suck my green team dick, basically. And more I, or less. I, didn't, I didn't say it like that. I immediately reject that. I, I like I'm 50 50 if the Celtics lose game four because they've done it all playoffs long. They've looked good, then look like shit. And I don't think this Warriors team is going to check out. But the, as the day has gone on, the more I've listened to these 
fucking babies. Talk about the fuck you, Draymond Trent. It's the only thing that is fuck you, Draymond. That's what they said. Clear as day. Clear as day. You can hear Clear as day. Steve Kerr has asked about it. He said classy. It was classy. Classy like Draymond Green, who brought who started this whole thing, brought it on himself, has a track record the size of his probably massive wiener that, that says that he's a dirty cheap shot artist who has no game. And you want to talk about classy because they said fuck you. <laughs> and then Clay Thompson with children in the, the fans. Children. The children. First of all, it's fucking midnight in Boston. So anybody who has children there that are affected by a fucking swear word are already negligible parents. <laughs> or tickets cost like sixteen thousand dollars, so they're too rich to be affected by it anyway. Yeah, they're like, gonna have other problems. Jesus. And even if it was a 1 p.m. game and your four-year-old sitting next to you and you were, fuck you, Draymond. Oh, my God. The sensibilities, Clay. The sensibilities. These pussies. And then Draymond went out there and I thought was handling it pretty well. Uh, You know, you take it with a grain of salt. His wife clearly wasn't, I guess. Uh, She was very upset. She was very upset about it. Uh, But then I heard this clip just a little bit ago. I texted you. uh, Draymond. Was sounded okay, sounded okay, comes with the territory, I relish in it, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, then he brought in the black man raising a black kid in America card. And too far, has nothing to fucking do with the Draymond. It was because you were kicking Celtics players in the heads and dragging their shorts down and, and enticing them, playing bully ball. So they got on your back as the NBA Finals. Jesus Christ, how soft has this league become? Does any, did you hear any reports of anyone making racist remarks to Draymond Green? I hadn't I heard, heard oh, no yeah. remarks, but I wouldn't put it past them. But I have heard wasn't, no because didn't in game one someone get thrown out of Oracle Arena for sending racist remarks to Marcus Smart? Probably. No, Oakland's, it's not probably. It's true. Yes. The I, Bay I, I know I'm right. No, uh, <laughs> you know, they move stadiums probably for a reason. There's only a thousand and a half shankings and uh, stabbings yeah. reported uh, from Raiders games in, in that area. It's just it's just so ridiculous. These fucking pussies. So the long, long winded uh, answer or uh, story there is, Ray, maybe you're right. Maybe they are mentally fragile. And if things don't go their way, they start complaining. Um, you look at the track record of this Warriors team without, without, uh, KD parachuting himself into a 73 win team. Do they have three free finals championships? Probably not. I think probably just not just that one. Uh, so maybe they are a little bit softer than, uh, than they've been made out to be. Um, I will say this, Steph Curry, uh, you can hate him if you want, but I still respect the shit out of Steph Curry and that dude still shows up and he's still the best shooter the league's ever seen but he's not going to be 100 healthy tonight either so that's oh yeah that was another thing the uh the unspoken about intentional uh how we're trying to injure Al Horford trying to injure yeah. oh my god even if you look at that replay he didn't hurt his foot so he tried to move himself yeah regardless of the fact it's al horford it's like the consummate professional would never hurt a fly um and in that scuffle, Draymond Green did get himself fouled out for just blatantly shoving Marcus Smart out of the way <laughs> and then bitched at the refs about it. <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. Replay that. Replay yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Steve, Fuck. Steve, replay that. I didn't touch him. I didn't fucking touch him. Sit down, please, Draymond. You cannot accept this uh, foul behavior. Classy, classy. classy. Uh, uh, Jalen Brown, MVP of the finals. If they pull this thing out, I got to agree with you there. If he continues the trend, obviously um, came out super hot 
basically here, th- th- this was not just Jalen, obviously Tatum had it too. And Marcus smart. There was no pressure from the warriors, no defense at the rim at all. Uh, Andrew Wiggins. That's the only one, but that's not, I guess, but that's more coming from the perimeter. That's not like what they, they got I think to the rim. The I was defending though. They got to the rim whenever they wanted. They doubled them in points in the paint. They doubled them in offensive rebounds. I'm talking about the Celtics double the Warriors here. Uh, I believe they doubled them in loose balls. Like they, it was just, it was just a pretty, a, a pretty dominant performance overall. And if it wasn't for a seven point possession, which I thought was a loose call to begin with on Al Horford on that flagrant and a miracle shot by Otto Porter that brought the, uh, the Warriors in that third quarter from a nine point deficit to a two point deficit, I think mm-hmm. something like that in one possession, then it would have been a runaway from start to, to finish for the Celtics there. Um, and they pl- clearly enforced their will. I expect to see that uh, the Looney kid back in game four for the Warriors. Cause I thought yeah. he hurt the, the Celtics on the offensive board and clearly they need somebody in the paint to provide some type of rim protection because their There's perimeter no defense isn't good enough clearly. And if you don't have anybody at the rim, Celtics going to go drop 50 points in the paint on you. Draymond and his two no ACLs can't uh, handle rebounding drills for the uh, Warriors anymore. So that's always fun. Does Draymond have no ACLs? Are those I think so. No, it's uh, Draymond came out of the league. I think he, it was in college. He like tore both ACLs or something, or he doesn't have them. Something's weird with his knees. That's why he can't jump. Yeah. Or shoot. Well, it's probably because he's fat too, but let's see. Might have there. a little bit to do with it. Um, that's what I, I had uh, Robert Williams as an impact. Jalen Brown uh, leading the way offensively. What about that uh, quote you saw from Ime about the uh, timeout? That you send me. Oh, yeah. I may has uh, jumped to number one coach in Boston at this point in time uh, in my book because of this quote that I got. Uh, this was a text from Steve Bolpet. Uh, let me read it to you. Ime Udoka may have saved the Celtics with a key question during the timeout after his team had a, committed some bad turnovers in game three. According to a source, Udoka stepped into the huddle and said, quote, will you guys stop playing like assholes? <laughs> question mark, end quote. <laughs> Hey, coach of the year. Hey, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And Tatum did kind of reiterate that. He was asked uh, what Odoka's coaching style was between game uh, two and three. And, you know, what did he use to motivate you guys? And Tatum's like, uh, it was pretty much the same. And he cursed us out a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> we kind of deserved it. Steve Kerr would never do that to his Golden State Warriors. No, no. They, I mean, classy. classy very classy organization. organization. Leave the cussing, leave the cussing to those barbarians in Boston. Hmm. Those thugs in Boston. Those thugs, those absolute thugs. In that, circling back to that, and we can finish up, there was a lot of talk, us included, about the immaturity of the Celtics. Jason Tatum bitching at the refs. Marcus Smart, the bitching at the refs that was incensing uh, all season long into the playoffs. I got to tell you, maybe from the Bucks series, on like that Miami series and now and now into three games into the finals here it feels like the Celtics made another switch 
Like I haven't seen them bitch. I haven't seen them cry. Their post-game press conferences have said all of the right things. They have not lost two games in the playoffs, seven and zero after a loss in the playoffs this year. They seem to literally be maturing day after day after day in front of our eyes. And after watching Kyle Lowry in that fucking display of, of, bullshit against the heat and now the draymond greens and the clay thompson's crying and steve kerr of all people crying about a swear word and the celtics just taking it all in stride and continuing to win i don't know i i i don't know what the word is impressive surprising i don't know what it is but maturity even tatum's not bitching really yeah, well sometimes you're a hate for tatum is is shining through here he bitches still at the refs. If he doesn't get the call down low, he bitches. Not like it was. Not like not it used to, but he still, but he still bitches. And not even close to what the opponents are doing. Oh no, not at all. And the you know, and Grant, you know, Grant Williams was like a big, the, one of the biggest offenders of that in the Buck series, even in the Miami series. Now, like they've the just buttoned up, just accept it, yeah, just button up, and you're just better go fucking shove it down their throats. I like Ime. I think that he's, I think that's where it starts from. He called Draymond a bitch in game two after he got his tech. Called him a bitch with the mask on and a pussy with the mask off or whatever it was. I think he runs hot and I think his team feeds off of it, but he's able to keep it together. And, um, you know, I think that's what you're seeing from the team right now. Uh, yeah. I think he's also telling them, hey, you're two wins away from like shocking the NBA world. No one thought you'd be here at the beginning of the year. Look where you're at now. You're two games away from being champions. So go out there and execute yeah uh all right yeah good game good win um uh, game four on friday we expect full mayhem from the crowd um i don't expect mrs green to be there uh oh, and she is she better have security around her oh, tissues because the oh, crowd steve kerr and clay thompson bring some earplugs or uh can stay focused however i think it's going to be close and i would not be surprised if the celtics lost uh, I think the Celtics win and we'll be three and one going into Sunday and Golden State wrapping it up. What's your perfect scenario here? I know that this, like, we don't want to jinx this, but like, what's a perfect scenario to win the finals? At home, game six. Yeah. You That's take this one, drop one at in Golden State, and then win at home. State, come back and win. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. But uh, if you can take it in five, then please do. No, oh, absolutely. Fucking finish this as fast as you can. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, with that being said, we're going to time travel here and kick it over to headlines with the obvious one. Also, fuck you, Draymond. Okay. Thank you, Richard. Uh, the Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals, and due to the strict rules of jinx, I cannot discuss the results of Game 3. However, if the third quarter looked like Game 1 and 2, pray for the Celtics. Don Sweeney and Cam Neely play hot potato with the ball of suck, and it lands on Bruce Cassidy. Cassidy was too mean to Jake DeBrusque and his Gen Z minions, so the Bruins gave him his pink slip. The Red Sox are good. Sox won in extras on Tuesday, bringing them above 500 and now currently hold the third wild card spot, aka the 210 room for the playoff teams. All AL East has the three wild card spots. Thanks, Bill. No one cares. And finally, the Patriots have named the offensive coordinator. Just kidding. Bill Belichick doesn't know if they are changing the offense. Skinny but fat, Ray. But Skinny Ray is currently expected to be the one calling plays. He's fat. Uh, in other news, the Saudis are <laughs> infiltrating our I golf. Played so much better with the Skinny Ray. <laughs> 
Uh, in other news, the Saudis are infiltrating our golf society with boatloads of money, uh, reportedly offering Tiger Woods a billion dollars to join the LIV or Live Golf, which he turned down. Dustin Johnson has no soul, however, and jumped ship, retiring from the PGA to chase the $25 million purse in London, Live Golf's next tournament. And also, thoughts and prayers, because we'll never see Paulina Gretzky ever again. Just think about how many murder journalists we won't have to think about, because Phil Mickelson is teeing off in Abu Dhabi. Thank God we don't do politics. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. He's so confident, very confident. That was very confident. Well, what I did is I took the email and I slid it over so I couldn't see Bill's face or his facial reactions. So it actually played well. There you go. Um, The live golf things is is maybe if we have time at the end, I would really like to rail on these fucking... I, love I mean, it. money talks. I get it, but money gee. fucking talks. Dustin Johnson's going to Johnson. Dustin Johnson just got hundred and twenty-five million dollars to go over there. Tiger Woods made hundred and thirty million dollars his career, or hundred twenty-one million dollars. It's his career almost been earnings. advertised at from the from the Saudi government as a PR move to get out from under their bad press for fucking murdering people. Mm-hmm. Phil supposedly Mickelson and these guys and it, like it's not just dustin johnson it's like half of the pga it seems like now are jumping ship because the money is just unbelievable where's that fucking money coming from the goddamn war in yemen where they're stealing oil and shit just they, we don't do politics no the, do politics. the saudi government's worth like 600 billion dollars they have no tv rights to this they could buy their own fucking network and, and broadcast this shit like the amount of they already money. bought this, the uh one of the um this this is EPL why they're leagues? Did they buy an EPL league or was it a, a France league or something? One of the pro- no, or they, not, own, not they the own they own the teams. Yeah, they own uh, fuck uh, Paris Saint Germain. They own Paris, Paris Saint Germain. Was I thinking of? Yeah, and uh, weren't they, they? What didn't they put their name in the hat for Chelsea too? After the Russian had to get out, I think they uh, tried to do Manchester United and Chelsea. Yeah, dude, that needs a beat of thirty for thirty. Just like the underground, not even underground at this point, but just the corrupt. Well, that's how they got Qatar. European professional sports. Well, Qatar got soccer. the World Cup, and they. Well, that's all corrupt. Shit. That's how. how do you think China? China just got that. a Summer Olympics, and then four years, four years later, they got the Winter Olympics. Well, Qatar is so hot during the summer that they're doing it in the winter. This is the first time the World Cup has ever been done in the winter time because uh, Saudi or Middle Eastern no countries. Qatar's in Africa, you dumb fuck. It's on the east coast. There. Anyway. Uh, Fuck you, like any one of us would know that. I knew that. You fuck you, you knew that. We need to have the we need to have the Civil Mind Sports Show Geography B. We need to have that. <laughs> we absolutely I'm down. fucking need Whatever. to have the geography B. All right. Uh let's do this. Now that we're fired up, we're in a good mood. But in the opening takes, we weren't in the good mood to talk about this. Now we are. The Bruins are dead to Bill. He's getting a new team come uh, October, maybe before that, September whenever the preseason hits for the Bruins and NHL bill will have a new team, but right now the Bruins are absolutely dead. Let's do a quick recap of why Uh, Bruce Cassidy announced uh, this week. The Bruins announced that Bruce Cassidy would be fired a, one of the most blatant scapegoat moves from professional sports that we've seen since 2017 Claude Julian, basically, (laughs) except his team missed the playoffs two years in a row. Fucking Cassidy dragged this bag of shit 
to almost the second round, one goal away from the second round uh, in the NHL playoffs. Six playoff appearances in a row for Bruce Cassidy. I'll give you some numbers here, Ray. Uh, let's do this. Some Bruce Cassidy numbers had a winning percentage of 650, the fourth best in Bruins history. Uh, Boston Bruins head coach since February of 2017. He was 271, 131, and 52. Uh, the third best record of that time. Only the Capitals and Lightning had them beat both um, powerhouses in the NHL in that uh, time period. There have been 112 coaches who have coached six plus seasons for one team in a row. Out of those 112 consecutive years coached, the 650 winning percentage. There's a lot of numbers here. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Bruce Cassidy is among uh, uh, the top three, only three. And the names include Glenn Sather, Sather, 82 to 87. Bill, you probably, that's the great. A lot of Stanley right? Cups. Yeah, a lot of Stanley Cups. That guy. And Scotty fucking Bowman for, for the Canadians. Best coach of all and time. Bruce Cassidy. I don't know if Bruce Cassidy's Scotty Bowman, but Jesus, um, obviously we know he was a good coach. Obviously we know this was a scapegoat move. Obviously we know Don Sweeney and Cam Neely are um, public Guns. enemy number ones in, in Boston, just a couple of fucking squids holding on to their jobs, not taking account uh, ownership for, uh, for their lack of success with this team. We can run down a gamut of bad moves by Sweeney, uh, specifically in the draft and Camp Neely lack of, uh, <laughs> of oversight, but Bill, I will, uh, floor's yours, Bill. I'll throw it. I'll throw it to you. I know you said a lot in the opening take, but take it from there. Firing your coach and keeping your GM is just a cop out. It's a way you're to, to show the shortcomings of your regime, honestly, right? The fact that he's up, he's up to a contract extension, Don Sweeney, and he's getting it, but he's firing his coach. His press conference was fucking laughable. Oh yeah. And the media all, was all over him. All he did was praise, 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 spill beer on his computer, like another idiot on our show and praise, praise, praise. Like that's all it was, but yet you fired him. I don't, I don't hate the move. Like I I've been saying fire Bruce for a while. You know, I think he put a lot of, too much power in the veterans' hand. Tuka Rass, Bergeron, Marsha, and I get it. That's your room, but but let still, me ask you something, Bill. Though, do you think that that was fully Cassidy? Do you think I, the Rats? I do. It, I do because, like, I actually no. You know what? I I don't I don't know because you know the rumors came out today that Pasenak doesn't want to sign an extension because Sweeney is the GM and and it was cited because of the way he treated Krejci and um, Tory Krug, which were two two his two that's, best friends on the team. I saw also today that Krejci will absolutely not sign with the Boston Bruins. Come back to the NHL. I know I'm Sweeney not hitching. And I'm, I'm not, not either. My but wagon a, on a 37 year old center. I'm not either. But first of all, Don Swinney in that press conference said that we're going to, we're going to approach him and see if he wants to. So that's number one, Swinney, you're an idiot. I don't number even two, care at this point. I'm so out on the Bruins. I quit. I wrote a blog about <laughs> but it. But number two, it just whoa, tells you. Whoa, 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 the... Wait, wait, Rich, stop. What'd you say, Bill? Yeah, it, I, I was so angry. I had to come out of retirement and write a blog, and I quit. I quit. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> Billy, uh, Billy, bad words. Literally, uh, oh, literally. I don't put think it, on it was paper, that bad. Slash the internet and uh, create a firestorm 
amongst the sensitive ears. I thought I had some good, good jokes. Crack Baby Association, Athletic Association. Oh, yeah, no, it was fire. It was, good it was really good. You have never uh, used uh, capitalization in your life, but other than that, <laughs> I don't need good. to. That's what you're. That's what you're here for. Yeah, editor in chief. Uh, to my final point, the just, just the fact that uh, we're hearing rumblings that Pasternak doesn't want to sign the extension and Krejci won't sign, and they're both related to Don Sweeney, tells you all you need to know about what's going on with the Bruins. And um, Bill, you, you've said it multiple times and taken it back multiple times with this Bruins team. Fire Don, the fire Don Sweeney, fire everyone. But the fire Don Sweeney has been there basically since uh, preseason of this year, of last year. Yeah, when they want to admit Nick it, fucking Phalanges and uh, Hala and, and these bottom six guys trying to fill a depth with a team that was never going to make it past the second round at best. Uh, it was a fire Don Sweeney. Uh, brigade and now cassidy is gone sweeney's there and he's relying on david krejci bergeron marshan with no hips uh mcavoy uh out for six months with a bad shoulder david pashnak who doesn't want to be here taylor hall who doesn't give a shit about anything uh and a uh you know and a goalie in in swayman who is very uh, young so good luck good luck don it is terrible. I'm so out. I can't wait to pick a new team. I, hope I know you're a, out, but who would I hope you, it's a good one. If so, asking as I a hope it's Toronto. Who would it be that you would be happy? Austin like, Matthews, baby. Who would you get for a coach for the Bruins? Like who would actually like? I know you're out on a team, but like you'd be like, all right, that's a good move. Uh, for this team, I mean, you need to do a rebuild. So, I mean, I think a Providence guy, a Mangini, McGilly, whatever. Morgan, Ryan uh, Mogenel. Magellan yeah, I think is, I think he's uh, he's favorite he's, for the job according Magellan? to Fluto Magellan yeah my guy Magellan <laughs> is uh apparently first in line for the job according to Fluto Shizawa but things can change well I mean if you look at the path Bruce Cassidy was down there I like Brian Leach too I think he he should have a um you know a say it you know seat at the table there but it sounds like the Providence guy and honestly I don't hate it you you went Bruce Cassidy from Providence he's another guy that's in the Bruins system and you need to go younger and you need to go for a rebuild and why not bring up your AHL coach to go for a rebuild if I'm like I said I've I've said it for a month now two months trade everybody Marson Pasenak like you're building around you, you uh, can't you said move. fire fire everybody well, fire They're not going to do that, Bill. This is why the problem this is the problem with keeping Sweeney. Here's what he wants as his next coach. I've tried to find this quote and I couldn't, but he said the next coach should have skills in growth and maturity or whatever fucking give me Mike nice, Bab- then fine. Talk then nicely give me- to my players. He was asked. No, I want a Mike Babcock. I want a Mike asked, Babcock. That's well, it's not going to play. It's not going to play and that's not going to happen. He was asked specifically Pussies. if Cassidy was um, fired because of his relationship with the young players and how hard he was on them. And Sweeney basically said, yes, he basically said, yeah, it was, it was part of it. So Jake, DeBrusque fucking sucks. Fuck this guy. Fuck He's been, Jake he was given David Krejci for the first three or four years of his career. Couldn't produce to ask for a seasons. trade soft as hell. The, the coach is hard on him, sends him up to the top box, tries to push every button that he can. The guy with the fourth best winning percentage in Bruins history, third best of all time in six consecutive seasons, Bruce Cassidy, couldn't really get through to this guy until they until he gave him Bergeron and Marchand, and he finally start, started scoring some, you know, some goals. He's got there. twenty four this year. Yeah, like within a three week span, and was zero outside. Yeah, he was of all on fire. That. I remember he had like a six. Goals yeah, a like twelve goals. How do you like- look in the playoffs? Uh, he wasn't there. He sucks. 
And how about Trent Frederick, number one pick? So it's Cassidy's fault that this guy's just a fucking hammerhead and has no skill. Dude, how about Jack Stanika who can't crack the fucking lineup with every chance given to him? How like how many of these bullshit shitty draft picks? None since 2017, by the way. Nobody drafted by the Bruins after 2017 has cracked the Bruins roster. So fucking that's going to change. Don, Don Sweeney will be that. That's going to change this year, I think. Don Sweeney bought That's the still shitty. Four years ago, Bill. Like, I know. You no, still, I don't. I'm not. You get, I'm not how many rounds do you get in the NHL draft? You should be able to get some fucking fourth liner up there. I'm not sticking up for him, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping the drafting Lysol has been atrocious. Out. We don't Features have to dip back to now. 2015. Bill doesn't care about the Bruins, but I think that would still tip. A, I don't need to. I don't see a bullet going to Fat Patricia's head. We talk about the 2015 draft. It's just laughable. Looks just like him. It's it is. La- it is oh, laughable. Again, you keep going. You can't have you. You don't have a direction, and you're you're hitching your wagon. Bergeron's gone. He's not coming back. He's out. He's not coming back. He's going to retire. Then you're going to try to hitch your wagon to another thirty-seven-year-old guy. If I'm if I'm David Krejci, why the fuck would I come back? Right? What are you doing? Put a pencil in my uh, at Fat Patricia. Okay, uh, let's move on. Let's Ray's. move on. We do a quick afternoon delight. Uh, Sorry, we'll I've been a, drinking a lot. We'll talk a little skinny Ray, and then we'll end with the rest. So. No, it's not skinny Ray. It's fat Ray. No, it's skinny Ray. You idiot! Fucking damn it! God. Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. The joke was, you mean Skinny Ray when we were oh, talking yeah. about? I'm he Patricia. looks like Skinny I know. Ray. I know. Jeez. Afternoon delight. I feel like I'm talking to some kid with Down syndrome every time we have this conversation. Like it's ridiculous. How many times have we had Not this that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, with anything wrong with that? Any conversation. It feels like I have water on my fucking brain when I talk to you. <laughs> Like you go in the pool. Speaking of water in their brain, uh, Skinny play. Ray, a.k.a. Matt Patricia, uh, is slated to be your next Patriots offensive coordinator. I said in the opening take that I don't really hate it. I don't love it. Look, I don't love it. But I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think. Here's what? two reasons. Here's two reasons why. He's an aerophysicist. Number one, it's not Ooh. Joe Judge. That would have been Dude. the worst. It's not Num- no, Joe Judge. Number two? Number two, it's not Joe Judge. Yeah, there's three readings. <laughs> number two, it's not Joe Judge. And number three, he has called plays in the NFL before for a successful organization that have won Super Bowls. On the defensive side of the ball, I give you that. But, I look, a lot of it is being made because of his failure in Detroit. He wasn't calling plays in Detroit, first of all. Jim Bob Cooter was calling plays in fucking Great Detroit. Great fucking name. Great fucking Great name. Great name. Shitty OC. Daryl Bevel took over for him. Anyone know what Daryl Bevel's known for without looking at the email? Yes, I do. And it's called um, should have handed it to Marshawn Lynch. Thank you, Malcolm Butler. That's there where you he go. was from. He scouted uh, Russell Wilson and was a part of the call that uh, did not get the uh, Super Seahawks to win. That was Matt Patricia's offense coordinators now frankly he hired them do i have faith that matt patricia can lead an organization to success no but do i have faith that someone can hand him a fucking cheesesteak a, a laminated cheesesteak list of of play calls and he can uh understand a, a rhythm of a game and, and and call in plays from his fucking headset with belichick right next to him basically telling him what to do yeah 
I call do. a run play, call pass play. You've heard that. You've heard him mic'd up Belichick all the time. Radio says, "Hey, Josh, we, we need a run play here." Hey, Josh, let's go. Let's go to the pass. It's Belichick. Belichick's fucking puppet master. And it'll He's, be interesting to watch Geppetto, Josh McDaniels just in, pulling the strings in Oakland and what that looks like compared to what it looked Last like in thing. New England and what New England's going to look like with Belichick still here. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And frankly, if you have a good enough quarterback, it's no, it doesn't matter. If you have a good enough quarterback, it honestly doesn't really matter. Most of them calling their own fucking plays anyway. Please see Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. So I just, I'm not going to, it's a bad look. <laughs> the, the Joe Judge, Matt Patricia brain trust on your offensive side of the ball with a second year quarterback. It's a bad look, but I think Bill Belichick's got his fingerprints all over it. Patricia's got experience in that role, at least on the other side of the ball. I'm not, I'm not, I'm honestly not that worried about it. I think it'll come down to more to execution on the field. And if you have the players to actually do the, do what they ask you to do. It sounds like they're going to change the whole play system though. It sounds like they're going to a uh, Shanahan system where it's going to be like a zone offense. I heard that all day on Zolak and Bertrand that it's going to be a total off like shift in offense that you're not going to know. It's not going to be like what we've seen in years past. It's going to be something totally different. So I mean, maybe it will work out with Patricia. Being I don't hate it. Honestly, yeah. I don't hate it. So See, that makes the me reviews. More, that makes me more worried. Than well, Patricia I just calling that... the plays that were already set up for him. Well, that because now you're fucking. So the biggest thing now is we need to see that one to two from year one to year two growth, right? He's got for Mac for Jones. Jones you're talking about Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah for yeah, Mac yeah. Jones. He's got skinning here. He's working with Tom House now, which is you know the the famous quarterback coach stuff like that. So I mean, you've seen him. He sounds like it. It sounds like from the reviews we've heard or the you know the reports, his arm his arm strength there. But it's like it's hard to change the systems. You've seen some other quarterbacks wash out the Joey Harrington's, the David Carr's. You, you look at all those guys. I know those are bust, but like you, you look at just changing systems, just changing systems. I mean, that's you're stunting the growth of these rookie quarterbacks when you're changing their system. Uh, Derek Carr, for one, in the Raiders, you look at him, the coaching changes, all that. That's a perfect example of why you, you're. And same thing with Tua now. Year three, you're changing his. You went from year one to year two. Chan Gailey was in there. Um, O'Shea, Chad O'Shea was in there. And then you went to this. Who, who um, was O'Shea, McDaniels. then Gailey, then the uh, nerd, the Mike nerd. McNa- Mike McDaniel. No, it's Mike yeah. McDaniel. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like that stunts the growth. And this is a big problem for me. I, I understand you lost Josh McDaniels, but now you're morphing the offense into something different. Like you built that two tight end offense. That's what Mac Jones was playing kind of in, in Alabama. That's what he came in in the NFL. It's like, I just, uh, it worries me there. Not just Matt Patricia calling plays, but the fact that like half your offensive staff is, is gone and you didn't replace them with any qualified candidates that could one, a call offensive plays and two teach an offense. Right. And, yeah. And the, an NFL offense, the new system, the terminology is always what gets people shaken up. It's going to take time to adjust to that, but I don't know. All reports at a camp are uh, like stunningly good for Mac Jones, even from the naysayers. Mac yeah, Jones looks great. Great, yeah. uh, great Arm shape. strength. That's unbelievable all leadership. Blah, shots. blah, 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 blah. Well, obviously we got to see how it plays out in the field. And uh, you know, I don't want to take, I don't want my words skewed here. It's not like I'm, I, I think Matt Patricia is going to lead this offense to the number one in the NFL. I'm just not. When you heard the news, Matt Patricia is going to be calling plays. The instant reaction was, fuck, they're screwed. Yep. I don't I don't necessarily think that. I think I it, disagree. I, I think, I it's think gonna they've be... been screwed since Josh McDaniels left and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were announced as offensive coaches. We've been screwed for months, boys. I don't I don't see We've it. We've been screwed. For I'm months. on I'm on Bill's side two against one. Yeah, fuck you, Rich. Suck a dick, Ray. Fine. Rich. Uh, 
Sorry, it's just so no, natural. No, no, yeah, it's natural. I just know. So natural. Natural. No, 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 no. I understand. Quick break. Okay, let's do this uh, uh, real quick. This ends in a question mark. The Red Sox are good? Yes. As we record Wednesday, they're 29 and 27, about to finish the series with the Angels, who have lost 13 in a row. Straight, Wednesday fired night. their manager. Fired their manager, Joe Madden. Who didn't see it coming. <laughs> uh, that's a mistake. Joe Madden's a good manager. But anyways, yeah, keep I going. agree. Um, uh, first of all, the Angels do no one gives a shit about the angels. So they don't get ridiculed enough, but they're basically an LA market team with enough money to do whatever the fuck they want and have underachieved almost their entire existence, except for their one fluke win in 02. Who was the manager in that bill? Uh, oh, Sh- Mike Sosha. 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 Who was even on that team? Jim Edmonds. John Black Lackey. Guerrero. John Lackey. Uh, I think Guerrero. no, Guerrero didn't get there till later. Honestly. What? Yeah. Guerrero was on the Expos. Yeah, but he he the played career, the, no. he played the he Angels in, he played the Angels in 04. I'm almost positive. He came after the the World Series. They beat the Giants. Yeah, John Lackey pitched game six or game seven. He was a Ray game six. He was a pitcher. Yeah. Anyway, uh um, K Rod. They've underachieved so the badly in their entire history. So it, oh, it has you're right. No shit. Uh, it has so, nothing to do with what I'm talking about now. The Red Sox are finally over 500. The first time uh, since April 22nd, when they were seven and seven, uh, they uh, hold the third wild card spot, uh, aka uh, the 210 room, room for uh, the Raymond listeners for baseball for baseball uh, postseason teams. That's what. 852. Uh, haven't got one. Red, haven't, haven't got Red one Sox. Yet. Red Sox. Red Sox. Uh, 210 room <laughs> you know the joke was in there bill you know uh they don't know i'll give you some numbers i'll give you some numbers here red sox are eighth in the majors in uh rotation era that's starting rotation right sixth in whip evaldi has had one bad start whitlock's successful ramp up this is coming from the athletics so i'm just reading off this garrett whitlock successfully ramped up to six innings at a time nick pavetta has been fully dominant you hear that bill fully dominant for a month now 1.32 era in his past six starts and michael walker the lone bright spot for the red sox that anybody with a baseball mind has been saying now for months uh, would be top 10 in the american league era if he had enough innings to qualify uh he was in the IL for a minute, right? Yeah, uh, did he? Did he pitch a complete game the other day? He did pitch shut, a complete shut game. Shut up, Ray. Uh, Raphael <laughs> Devers leads the majors in hits, uh, leads the American League in doubles, and ranks third in AL OPS. Uh, his defense him. has gotten better. The Red Sox lead the American League in runs and have the AL's third largest run differential. Bill, are the Red Sox good? Number one in batting average. In the AL, I think your starters have the number one ERA currently right now in the AL, which is saying something. So, I mean, are they good? No, I think it's more schedule driven, but I mean, you know, I've been saying it, the warm weather's here. Your offense is picking up. The offense is what's going to have to drive you. I I, I still don't trust the pitching pitching staff until you get whatever you get back from Chris Hill. I think Michael Walker, the experiment is, is ready to implode. Same thing with Rich Hill. You I don't want to, I don't want to uh, interrupt you, but I'm going to, I'm going to push back you a little bit on starting pitcher. Cause you did this all last year. Yeah. And I'm still going to do it, but why the results don't, don't, 
make because I don't trust. Ovaldi has Walker. proven himself to be a okay. solid pitcher. He's good for a bad start every four. Nick Pavetta has proved himself to be a solid pitcher. I, I didn't mention Nick Pavetta. I'm worried about Michael Waka. If you listen to the experts, have like come this out and said they've changed his pitches. They've changed his not only just the way he's pitched, but his actual pitches. The last throw he pitched in that in that uh, complete game was 97 miles an hour. It was the fastest ball he's thrown in four years. So clearly, if tapped into something with Walker, I don't think that that's fool's gold. I'll give you Rich Hill. I don't believe in Rich Hill, and that's I've only I only gave you three guys. If you and Garrett Whitlock, clearly their hell's bent on making him a starter, and you have to believe in him. So if if Michael Walker's your number four, and you get Chris Sale back, who can slot in a number three spot, or maybe you throw him in the bullpen as your back end guy because you still have nobody back there. I don't know. I I think. Their starting pitching has been their most consistent group all season, and it's a big enough sample size to say that they are good. Not okay, not shitty. They're good. They're good. You can I rely on them. I mean, a lot of it, too, if you look at, you know, their schedule and, and things like that, you look at the wild card standings. You have, you know, four, four American League East teams are in the playoffs right now. Three teams of the wild card. The Yankees are best team in baseball right now. I mean, it's just, so it just shows they've been getting beat up by Toronto. They've been beaten up even by Baltimore. I mean, you know, they're playing in the toughest division in the league. You know, that that's a problem. They're, you know, I picked them 92 wins. You know, I, I think it's still attainable. The Red Sox? Out of it, 72. After the start of the season. But the show you and I did, Ray, I picked them at 92 because last year I picked them at 80. You had an 82. You had well, him at That 82. was last year. I picked them at no, 92. No, it was again this year. I know you got dementia, but it was this nope, year. No, I, I, a thousand percent. I'm going to find that tape and I'm going to clip this all I together. think there's, there's some flip-flopping going on that I was forgotten about. I did. No, I, I, you were gone, Rich. It was me and Ray, the baseball show. I picked them 92 wins. How dare you, Bill? But then I, I went 70 after there. There were nine games under 500. I'll just say this it doesn't excuse Heim Bloom and the shit that I've given him uh, crap for and not addressing the bullpen, not addressing the right side of your diamond, your second base. Uh, Trevor Story signing. He's obviously uh, picked up his production, but that still wasn't the right signing. Your right field is is still incomplete. There's now reports. Christian Arroyo is, you know, butthurt that he thought he was going to be playing second base and barely gets time out there. Who gives a fuck about Christian Arroyo? I'm just saying that clearly there wasn't a plan and it wasn't addressed. I don't think management handled their roster as well as they could have in this off season. That be it a truncated off season. Um, So you're right. The schedule might be looking, making them look a little better than they are. And when they roll up against the Yankees and blue Jays and Rays, you know, maybe we see them drop seven out of 10 and we change the tune. I'll just say the middle of your lineup has been good all year. Basically endeavors, Bogarts and JD, you have more balance this year with story, even bad fifth or six, your lineup's a little more balanced. I mean, you're getting shit out of Jackie Bradley, even Vasquez hitting 290 right now. I mean, his, his production stats wise out there, isn't there outside of batting average, but Frenchie Cordero has 17 RBIs recently. And as much as I hate him, but thank you ahead. for bringing up first base. Cause I would like to restart the, uh, Dahlbach, uh, Mendoza line watch again, if we could, Ooh, we're back. Uh, All right. Is he at 179 right now? I'm not going to lie. I might go Frenchie full time right now. You have to go Frenchie. <laughs> you know what? Tristan Cassis, you're not going to bring him up till probably September He's hurt too. He got hurt. Not that hey, long. Yeah, okay. But no, I mean, I think honestly, I think the Frenchie Cordero, and I hate to say it, but I mean, he's hit the ball hard 
like it's not just like him striking out he's hit the ball hard i think you know it's been a little consistent but i it's your best option over brian uh bobby dollbox sorry thank you thank you uh the, the dollbox mendoza line has uh watch has started we will keep an eye on that June and frenchy Cord- cordero bobby dollback has been so bad it's made bill think frenchy cordero is good so yeah. no, I didn't say good. good. I just said serviceable. Okay. Wow. Well, <laughs> Over a Bobby thing. Dahlbach. Same, same thing. thing. No, it's uh, not. Okay. Simplest minds of the week to end the show, Brittany. <laughs> Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Branchy fucking Cordero. I mean, how is the simple Deshaun Watson? Is he on the list? <laughs> God damn uh, it. Read, read the email, Bill. His lawyer is. We'll get there. Uh, here's our simplest minds of the week candidates. Here's number one. Actually, I'm going to skip this. I'm going to go with Ray's number one because it's the worst. So, yeah, um, whatever. I just was throwing out an idea. I like it. No, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't uh, appreciated. I'm just saying it's the worst one we have. Uh, Madison Square Garden double books uh, a Friday evening mm, with Tuesday. Tuesday evening. Why don't you tell us what it is there, Ray? Uh, June 14th, the Madison Square Garden has the, if necessary, Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Rangers and Lightning and a Justin Bieber concert. And no one knows what the Madison Square Garden is going to pick or who they're going to bump. Uh, you you bumped the Rangers, obviously. The Beebs, oh, you thank Beebs, you, Bill. The Beebs yeah. plays. You put you put them in the yeah. Nassau Coliseum or wherever the fuck the Islanders play, Brooklyn or whatever. You find a fucking arena, go for it. The Beebs plays. The Beebs is making more money Beebs from Madison Beebs Square. Plays, baby. Let's go. The Beebs, the Beebs the is plays. And the Beebs has been booked out for a lot longer than the fucking Rangers. fucking Rangers. I like Rangers. thought. There's I a like reason the, you uh, schedule concerts. I didn't think June. Bill was going this way, but because yeah, you Bill. Do, you yeah. do not expect. That being said, since Ray agrees with me, no, you bump the Beebs. <laughs> You bump the beeps, sports plays over music, especially <laughs> Justin Bieber, all day of the week. Get give yeah, me the Rangers game yeah, seven if it's needed. Yeah. But. No, it is funny that uh James Dolan Esquire or uh have didn't had had no faith in his hockey team that they would be in the uh in the Eastern Conference Finals and get to a game seven. So they're yeah, no, let's let's let's, let's crank the, the beeps. Yeah. On a Tuesday night, too. So it's not like well, yeah. let's just so scheduling game seven might be on Tuesday. Let's put the Beebs on Wednesday just in case. Funnier, no. th- funnier this thing. fucking team's never making it. Doesn't matter. Bring the them Knicks. in. Bring the Beebs <laughs> the in. Knicks. Let's go. Fucking so the, Dolan strikes again. So they were doing every other game too, and apparently they didn't want to go against the NBA Finals, so they skipped the day to bring it to Tuesday. And lo and behold, hey, Justin Bieber's on the. Oh, calendar. that's on the NHL then. No, it's, it's on the NHL. NHL. No, you don't go up against the NBA finals. Well, the worst the ratings. NHL. Have you seen the ratings of the NBA finals right now? Not great. Well, oh, it's because everyone's streaming. No one gives a shit about basketball anymore. Those woke dickheads. <laughs> speaking, speaking of dickheads. Of yeah, there we go. Uh, speaking of dickheads, uh, number two candidate on Simplest Minds of the Week is Mr. John Elway, who pissed away $900 million some 20 something years ago. Uh, when offered a piece of the team uh, by by owner of the Denver Broncos at that time, Pat Bolin. Pat Bolin, thank you. Uh, Pat Bolin offered. I won't get the numbers. I'll, right I'll tell the story here. Thanks. So basically, here's what happened. Thanks, Bill. 
Denver Broncos are trying to circumvent the salary cap. We're late, win, so if the Rambles to win Super Bowls, they offered him 10% of the team for 15 or 10 million or 15 million dollars. And after five years, he would have gave him five more million dollars to buy that 10% back. So he would have made this. He just sold his fucking Elway Auto Company for $82 million. He had the money, turned it down. Long story short, Broncos just got, got sold for $4.65 billion. His 10% would have evened out to $900 million, and he turned it down. He took the money up front. Idiot, idiot, idiot. He's number one in my book. Thank you. This is John Elway. Uh, this is my number one. This is John Elway. The third candidate on the list is uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney. Rusty I don't know Harden. what his real name is. I've just started calling Ooh. him Rusty Rudder Esquire. Rusty like Harden. That. It's Rusty Harden. That's it's Rusty name. Harden, yeah. Rusty, Rusty Harden Esquire, Rusty Rudder. All right, they're both pretty good. Um, he went on some radio show this week and was basically saying that uh, happy endings were not illegal. And what Deshaun Watson did, he's not wrong. Was as not long as you don't pay illegal. him for it. If they offered him to uh, come to release, make you release, then it's not on them. How'd you and then not one day later. Oh, would you re- want release? A report. That sounds like a lot of attention. Do you want some release? That a report came out that a uh, the twenty fourth <laughs> civil uh, uh, should be a twenty fourth plaintiff. Yeah. She'd be a plaintiff, right? She fucked him. Though. Victim. Victim. No, she did not. She said that she watched him uh, masturbate and then got shot in the eye and the chest. And Richard and I was talking about this. Richard, and I, I want many to see questions. the measuring tape. I want to know the angle. I want to know how much ejaculation came out of his penis. Bro, we're talking about an anaconda or a hissing a cobra. Or a, or a hissing cobra, right? So a spitting cobra, they spit venom out of their mouth. Just think about that when you're thinking, picturing what's between his So legs. you think he was on the bed and just fucking do and just fucking went Great. 60 take your mi- take your micro penis times it by a hundred painted <laughs> black and that's what it looks like <laughs> all right that's why that's why you could do it i i have uh two, two questions okay the, the report said that uh mr watson uh became erect and i just so was it just instant was it just like he rolled over and there was this instant cumblat or like she yeah. watched him like kind of go after it for a while and just waited for it oh, to happen. Right. Do you guys get a hard on and a massage? Because I certainly don't. I close my eyes and I just go, I'm going to sleep. Just wake me when it's done. Wake me when night I'm night. tell me when I need to roll over. Now, I'm did he like, roll over and he was fully erect? That's what I'm asking. And then it did did, did it just like shoot up at a and are you asking is he a two pump chump? No, that's not a pump chump situation. That's like a you know, we need to, no, because you're asking how long did it take for him to masturbate? Yeah, how long did the masseuse stand there and watch in in the line of fire? Hmm. There's a lot of good questions. I mean, you have to be like if you're anyway. So she's the 24th. Uh, Why are we suit. his lawyer? Because uh, we don't have we didn't have the balls to go on TV and say that that's not a crime. Because not two days after that, I would say the New York Times it, reported that 66 there were 66 women masseuse professionals that uh, uh deshaun watson hired in 17 months 66 different women did you read 17 that article? months yeah no i haven't read it yet so right. why don't you just quickly just give us a brief a synopsis. synopsis on the basically upright. basically bill, the, bill the, pays for the new york times you fucking woke no dickhead. i already told you they pay him to read the new york times that's right 
so basically the Texans knew all about this. They were, they were giving him contacts. They were using the team masseuses. They were, they got him a um, membership to the Houston cosmopolitan or some fucking fancy Houston hotel down there under, under the trainer's name, the head trainer's name. And then he had permission to use it. He was bringing girls left and right out of there, hitting them up. I'm, I'm going to, I'm sorry, but if I, if I had a good masseuse, I'm going to the same one every single time, every single time. And he had strong on retainer by the Houston on Texans. retainer. And he what had, if you wanted to try different flavors, like an ice cream shop. No, we'll you, that. no we'll that. that's, yeah, that's what Jesus Christ. But anyways, he had a, uh, he basically had a, um, a black owned business that he was trying to support a woman that owned a, a massage parlor, I guess is what you want to call it. And he was, and she, she knew all about it. And he was like, we just got to make him happy because he was pumping money. It's just, I don't know how he has a job in the NFL. I, it, he should well, be he on doesn't. at least. Yeah. It's it. This is it. He's a, he has a shit ton of money, but right now he doesn't technically have a job. Well, the rumor. Well, is I guess technically that, he does. He's not on the exempt uh, list. He's not say, suspended. He so they has a job. Rumors now they may try to void. Void, void the contract. That. Yeah, they can. They can void it if for this. But it might be. It might play out same thing with the Patriots. Antonio Brown, where you settle. So maybe you settle for 130 million instead of 230 million or something stupid like that. But we'll see. We'll see <laughs> how it goes. Patriots ever settle Aaron though. Hernandez? Yeah, they pay his wife like five million dollars. No, they paid the daughter. It's all in the daughter's trust. Uh, It wasn't his wife; it was his girlfriend. It wasn't the full contract. No, no, it was a percentage. Brown got got like four million, and I think Brown got four million. I think it was like two. I think Hernandez was two, two point something. I think it was nine total because I think Hernandez got five because I think that's. I think that five was. I thought it was nine million total because it lowered their dead cap hit. No pun, (laughs) no pun intended, down to a certain. This has been the Simple Minds Sports <laughs> Show. Friday Rewind, June 10th. We'll see you on Tuesday for our uh, one-on-one conversation or three-on-one conversation. Hey, hey, with Amanda Vance, the number one female sports better in the Self-proclaimed. Uh, tune in for that. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank- thanks for listening to the self-proclaimed number one uh, sports show on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. See if Amanda's available. Just keep asking Amanda to get on the show and just see if she wants to be our third wheel. Have her sub for me Wednesday because I can't go Wednesday next week. Sorry, I have a concert. Sorry. Oh, that is wedding venues. No, it got rescheduled from January. And hold on, what concert? Yeah, what are you going to see? Citizen Cope, I think. Citizen Cope is cool. Honestly, I wasn't gonna allow it if it was something stupid like Wu Tang. It was. I, on have a, a, I have a sub for you, anyways. Next week, don't worry. It was honestly Ooh. who. I don't want to know. Don't it was honestly it. supposed to be in January, but they canceled canceled it with a snowstorm. So and then uh, they, you're telling me too much information. Yeah, I, I also don't, don't give about, a shit about this. Yeah.
Uh, okay, uh, Ray. Uh, uh, I'm gonna stab you like a tuna. 